in this week's episode of the Investors Corner, we're going to summarise in 25 minutes what our favourite podcast episodes have been in 2023. We have things from the accountants do's and don'ts, to land selling, to my rant about the renters reform bill. So make sure that you're listening to this one. This refers back to previous episodes that we have done, which is an absolute gold mine of knowledge, as well as other episodes that we've done previously as well. So if you want to learn, you want to get up to date with things, make sure that you're listening, make sure you subscribe to the Investors Corner, and I hope you had a good Christmas. Welcome to the Investors Corner. And Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. everyone listening and watching. Merry Christmas. Hope everyone's had a fantastic Christmas period. We are obviously right in the middle of it. People are planning their New Year's evening. Is New Year's dead now? Like we're middle-aged guys. Well, it is if you're 41. Is that, is that a dead yeah. thing now? New Year's. My New Year's plans is just stay in, do Har- nothing. Harry, and... try and make 12 o'clock pretty much for me and the missus. Yeah, do you know what? I haven't made 12 o'clock, I reckon, for the past four since, or five years. Since you had a child. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm exactly we're, the we're same. planning a fake t- midnight with our five year old. I don't know how it's going to work. Oh, go on then. You Expand could pick on... a country. You could find another. Well, country. yeah, yeah, like nine o'clock or something, or eight o'clock. We're just going to do New Year. Plan this out for me, then, Mike. What are you What are you doing? Well, it's it's as planned as that, and it's, it's just <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just gonna... when when eight o'clock comes, we're just going to tell him it's New Year, have a bit of a celebration. Yeah, and go to bed. yeah. yeah. If you're listening, yeah. what yeah. country celebrates? New Year's at nine o'clock UK time. Yeah, let us know. I reckon I might get Dubai. Okay, that would be a good one. It's about ahead or behind. It's about three hours difference, isn't it? Behind, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be a good one to watch. Be a good one to watch. What were we talking about? (laughs) 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 Not New Year's Eve. We're going to give you in this episode. We've gone for all of the uh, episodes that we've done in 2023. And we're going to give you a summary of value in 20, 25 minutes on this episode for a couple of key points. Now, there's some there's some episodes there for we had recently we had the commercial chat come on. I was listening to that one. Very insightful. Been looking to get a commercial chap on for quite some time. That was brilliant. The accountants that we've had on have been excellent as well on tax saving. HMOs, we've had Pete on twice. One we were talking about. Is HMO the new trend that's going to kick off? The one that we did, I think it was back in March or May, we were saying, is HMO dead? Because of where interest rates yeah. were at that point. Um, but the actual six key things that I think are really important for people listening and watching that we want to discuss on this episode. Why follow Waitrose and Tesco superstores when you're property investing? Land, is it overpriced? Why is it not selling? And why do we now see land on right move, which is something we've never seen before? And that was actually our most listened episode of the whole of 2023. Yep. To this point, there is a chance for this one to win. <laughs> There's still a chance. But that one was with Lee Curtis. Great episode. Um, Lee was nearly broken afterwards talking about that as a land, <laughs> consultant, <laughs> a land consultant and the challenges that were happening there. And then I think we yin and yang that with Andy Mee talking about new homes a couple of weeks later. So they were two quite interesting uh, clips in the land and developing world. Retiring landlords exits. We've spoken about a lot in 2023 and 65-year-old new trends. Halfway through the year, we transitioned from the landlord page into the investors corner, which was Um, A new lease of brand, new lease of life, which was really interesting and fun for us to be part of as well. So thanks for everyone that followed us on through into the new branded podcast. Similar topics, just a little bit more jazz.
involved in the brand and a little bit more of a wider scope. 61% of people don't have a will in the UK. How does that impact people that are obviously looking at property investment as a way of building wealth assets and then what are they planning to do passing it down? Andy, your renters reform bill dramas, that has been, for me, the number one trend of 2023. That's been my life. It's been like EastEnders. 2023, the renters reform bill. Give us a 60-second summary on what that is for people that don't know, that probably if you're watching this or listening to this, you do need to know what it is. So So, maybe not as the case (laughs) maybe now. So 60 seconds. So renters reform bill is changes to the way that the rentals um, industry is operated, uh, have certain, um, could be certain rights for tenants, i.e. no fault evictions, um, no fixed term tenancies, easier for tenants to keep pets at a property. Also makes it easy, it could make it easier for landlords to get the property back if there were rental arrears. and um, yeah, secure their tenancies um, more that if there was antisocial behaviour, then they can serve a, a, a small notice to, to evict that tenant. Um, and you also had the abolishing of Section 21s as, as well for the no-fault evictions, which has now been scrapped because the um, courts aren't fit for purpose. To, to handle that so um yeah it's it's just one of those things everything's being discussed could benefit tenants could benefit landlords trying to meet in the middle of everything to make it better for everyone but there's still a long way to go on. i remember sitting in the liam Connolly episode mm. where he rolled in flipped open his laptop and we all shit ourselves yeah <laughs> we were like this is getting this like, is gonna go oh, <laughs> But one point I do, and I remember I've made notes emo- yeah. <laughs> emotionally. At one point, I was selling buy to lets, then I was keeping buy to lets, then I was buying buy to lets, and then at the end of it, we all kind of highlighted how are they going to police this, mm. and we all kind of looked at each other and went, "Hmm." And funnily enough, obviously, this has now happened that the yeah. courts are not fit to handle that, which we we did see. Idea in context, in practice, obviously, wasn't going to work. So we'll mm. see whether that drama continues into. 2024 for you. I'm not sure if it was 60 seconds, but well done for that. About 64. I was watching 64 seconds. It's not bad. That is not bad bad. at all. Um, Mike, we've spoke a lot about the importance of investing where councils are investing. And then we had an episode, uh, I think it was Q2 of this year, where we were talking about Swindon as the kind of location. But why follow someone like a Waitrose into a location when they're investing in a place that you look at and think, why are they putting a Waitrose in Swindon? But then we kind of broke it down and looked at that as a a nice way to kind of almost flagship where your next investment may potentially Mm. be. So in 64 seconds, can you give us a little bit of a summary on that and and why it's important for people? Well, everyone deserves a Waitrose. So, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't let Swindon down for not having one. So that's four seconds wasted. There's one in Bracknell. (laughs) It's a home of Waitrose, no less. So why should we follow companies like Waitrose who invest in towns is because they have enormous levels of research. They know where their customers come from. They know their demographic and they know where additional spending is happening. So Waitrose, there's a, there's a theory that house that when you have a Waitrose that your house is worth 10% more because of the Waitrose. The, probably the, the truth is Waitrose go somewhere because yeah. houses are worth 10% more because yes. people have more disposable income so it's a growing 
additionally wealthy, upwardly mobile town. Yeah. So that's why you should follow a company like Waitrose because they have economists literally telling them where to put their stores, whereas the uh, the every man in the street buying a buy to let, you don't have a team of economists. Mm. So use someone else's. I mean, yeah. we have access now through data technology to a list of the 10% most likely people to move in a particular town or village. We have access to that. And that's based on people that have had babies, people that are got end of car leases, people experience reports, how much savings they've got, people that have gone mm. from one salary bracket to the next. We don't know who those people are individually on each circumstance, but we know the list based on that algorithm, that calculation. So if little old estate agents like ours have got access to that list, mm. there's a little bit of logic that's coming into a Waitrose or one of these big kind of, you know, bowling cinema complexes that's just popped up in your town because they can see it as, a, as an area that's got the ability to spend in those locations yeah. quite clearly. Yeah, these businesses, they don't just look at a map and go, oh, there's a 40 mile gap here, so we need to plug it. Mm. It's more strategic than that. And it's the same with new homes developers. It's not just, oh, there's a field there we can build on. It's, do we want to be here? Mm. Are there apples better than Lidl apples at Waitrose? Now, I went to a talk by the guy who revived Asda, who said the only big grocer in the UK who sell A-grade fruit and vegetables is Marks and Spencers. So Waitrose, fruit and veg is no better than Lidl or Aldi. Branding. Fact. Marketing. That is branding, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't I've expect that to come out on this podcast. I've never shopped in Lidl. Have you? Lidl? Yeah, yeah there's one where I live. It's the it's the go-to supermarket where Lidl, I live. Lidl Nutella apples, yeah. Donuts. Mm. Just go there for the apples. There. Well, actually, <laughs> funnily enough, I don't actually, because the fruit I find in Lidl goes off very quickly and it doesn't taste fantastic. So on a Sunday, I go to the local market get the organic gear, oh, get the good stuff, local. take yeah. the kids to the swings afterwards and then go to Lidl to get the meat and the bread and, and that aspect of it. So nice. it's a bit long-winded, but, you know, we all have fun. Got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Land. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Moving on from my Sunday morning. Land is overpriced, is not selling, and it's now on right move. Who wants 64 seconds on that via Lee Curtis? I will. If you. you yeah, yeah, I'll take that as it's my turn. So in the episode, what was very interesting to hear is in a sales market where clearly prices had reduced at that point and still continued throughout the year, developers were almost had put a plug in Q1 on building. And at this point, they have now continued to build, be it slower and more expensively. We would have thought that land, the source of all of this happening, that developing the new homes and the resales would have acknowledged that. But it would appear people that are selling land have kind of just sat on it and gone, no, if you want it, because it's always been mm. such an in-demand uh, product for people that they just went, no, we'll just sit on it because... It's land. We don't need to sell it's it. Finite resources. Exactly. Yeah. At some point, it will go back to this price. And why should we reduce prices if you want to build on it with a clear intention of making profit and nothing else? You know, they're not selling land for the average Joe family to go and sort of pop up 
and and just kind of live their lives they're selling land to someone that's looking to make profit out of it so they kind of stuck their spade in the ground or not as the case may be and said this is the price that we are going to demand mm. for land so for the first time in a long time we're now seeing land hit right move and um, all the different marketing campaigns and different ways to try and get a buyer for land that previously it was just phone on your little black book as a land consultant boom off it goes okay. you know which one of those developers small medium or large is going to pay the best price and, and complete quickly so yeah land and that will have an impact without question in two or three years time yep. for, for new home sales it just will and that may be that that gives people an opportunity to get a better price in those areas as a resale mm. but it will also plug a whole problem of people that can't find an end of chain property it's going to really leave a lot of open chain properties is a clear issue probably in 24 36 months time maybe we'll see the actual truth of what is in those land banks mm -hmm. of those developers this mysterious land banks see how deep they are exactly that was over 60 it was yeah sorry yeah. i rabbit on sometimes especially in between christmas and new year we're all merry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll sum this one up nice and quickly. 61% of people in the UK don't have a will. That's the stat. Let's move on. Mm. So get a will. And if you need a guy, we know a guy. Soteria planning, get your will in place. You go all to all of this hard work to get these assets, protect them is, is the message yeah. that we're putting out there to people really on that. Um, very interesting. Retiring landlords. This is your bugbear, Andy, in terms of landlords exiting the market and retiring. 65 year olds a new trend we i think mike you may have highlighted that mm. you you'd read an article that by 2025 there'll be more 65 year olds in the uk than on record and more 65 year olds for the first time than 21 year olds or something like that i think the stat was yeah the aging population it should be an hourglass figure but it's getting a bit top heavy mm. so from for, for us as agents we'll take the violins to one side and kind of I'm not sure anyone's worried about our profit margins but <laughs> for the market itself it's one of the key reasons really why rental prices have gone up so high isn't it because yeah. less people buy more people enter it, really. yeah I think those people that originally got in at the got in at the start are obviously coming up to retirement age now um and they don't want the hassle of looking after rental properties and and they just want to set up and and go and obviously what you haven't had is the young investors probably coming through investing their money in property because they feel their money can be invested in other sources that might get them a bigger return mm -hmm. um and i haven't got in property just due to the regulations and stuff but again it goes back to property being the safest investment and educating people on why that is mm -hmm. so we get the more supply coming into coming into the market um to meet the to meet the demand. I mean, this year, looking at some statistics that I read um, just before this podcast, was that tenant demand has gone up by 12% this year. It's gone up around 50% if we go pre-COVID. Pre um, and then the supply has only has, has increased by 10%. Okay, so it's still, we're st they're all thereabouts with supply and demand now. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, we obviously need more supply coming in because that, you know, percentage that can't be met needs somewhere to need somewhere to live. So again, it's still affecting the rental prices because there's still an imbalance there. Mm -hmm. um, 
for 2024, we might see that continue. I don't think you'll see it continue like it has done this year. We had everything happening with the mortgage rates increasing, base rate increasing, all of that sort of stuff where people couldn't afford to buy a property. That looks like it's yeah. balancing it out now. So more people will be able to, to buy a property if the stock is available. Um, so I think it will will balance its balance itself out. But we need those, you know, those investor people getting into getting into property and realizing that look at everything. Look at the current rental price that you can get for the property. Look at the appreciation for that property that you are going to get in five to ten years' time. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't put all your money into something that you're trying to get a quick return on in the next six months. Yeah. But obviously everyone everyone's goal is different. But yeah, it's just the educational piece that people need to actually look into it and yeah. realise why property investing is still a good good route. I still say most wealthy people, uh, most multi-millionaire people that are living a life where they don't have to work a huge amount of time, if at all, whenever I ask them, what did you do to get to that point in your life? Normally they say, I've got a pretty big property portfolio. Yeah. And it just seems to be the safe, the safe bet. That's what it is. You see on social media, yeah. And you see all of these multimillionaires, billionaires. Yeah. What assets do you do you have? Mm. Property. property. All of property. them will say property. Yeah. In some fashion or another, it normally boils down yeah. to property. Exactly. But yeah. you do, you know, you do have those young people. You know, I'll take cryptocurrency for an example. This whole thing happened with Bitcoin. Mm. It was like you could buy Bitcoin, you know, say two thousand pounds of Bitcoin three years ago, and now it's worth twenty six thousand. So people, young people, are seeing that. Yeah. They're all doing it at school. Yeah. You know, how they're opening up these accounts, I don't know. But they're all they're all at school doing it. How much do you get? How much do you get? How much do you get? And they're trying to people boost are buying their Bitcoin at school. I'm telling you, it's happening. TikTok. I mean it's better than it buying it's better than buying cigarettes by it the single, happening. isn't I it? Had, I mean it's my t- TikTok <laughs> is 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 at fault for a lot of these problems. But or yeah. not as the case may be, depending on whether they're doing I've it. I've been well. at parties, kids' parties, because I was invited, not just turning up, by mm. the way random kids parties um <laughs> but yeah and, and they've and i've he- heard them talking about crypto and the up-and-coming cryptos it's mental yeah because you're like these these are 14 15 year old kids that are talking about crypto and that's why it's so dangerous yeah right because when they come up when they grow up and if they've got some healthy money by their side and they whack it all into to a cryptocurrency and it goes they've They've lost so much. And it's a, it flip, goes back though, to the education. The flip to that is if you're 14 years old and you got 500 quid that you've thrown into crypto and you leave it in there till you're 35, we don't yeah. know. It's, it's, more, in, don't it's know. more investing than the previous generation has probably yeah. ever done, though, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's an interesting one. When I was 14, I had 500 quid. I bought a PlayStation. Yeah. Mm. That was an investment. <laughs> in my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose there's an argument from both sides, isn't it? It's, but you just don't want them to get to a point where they where put 500 quid in, from, yeah. they might get 750 yeah. quid back, take that 250 out, keep the 500 in there, invest it in other sources. Then suddenly when they get to 21, 22, yeah. they might have made £10,000. And they're like, I'm going to put it I all on that and then lose it all. I think where the real problem has, has come is people middle-aged that have put 
lifetime savings into things like forex like these yeah. different mm. trading consortiums and stuff that sounded too good to be true and turned out they probably were mm. and it kind of wiped them out in terms yeah of two yeah like the it was the it. ftx platform yeah, uh, yeah this all year. of that sort of yeah. stuff yeah which which is a shame If anyone was hearing some sort of supersonic portal while me and Andy were talking, Mike just had a sneezing. I'm all right. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. What are you allergic to that we don't know about? I don't know, but I have an inability to sneeze once. (laughs) Waitrose apples. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been a great year on the Investors Corner. We've, We've individually, the three of us, have obviously become very educated in different areas. We're privileged to do it. We're talking about exit rates there. We got a podcast with an accountant from Styles talking about all sorts of different case scenarios and how to exit correctly. You know, if there's if there's a problem out there somewhere on the podcast, even just this year, we've mm. normally done an episode to kind of give people yep. context on that. That's what this is all about. Um, we're delighted to obviously take it into 2024. We're delighted that going into 2024, we're actually going to bring in, so this is a bit of an exclusive announcement. We're actually going to be bringing in two different residence guests. So topics that we think are relevant to discuss more frequently than once a year. And we're going to be having a new mortgage company um, with two great mortgage advisors that we have had on the podcast mm. before coming in as residence guests. So more or less every four, five or six weeks, we'll have a broker on here to keep people updated on what's going on with residential mortgages and also with buy to let mortgages, because we think that is something that we want to stay finger on the pulse with, not secondhand info. Yeah. Delighted with that. And we've also got Pete from HMO Premier, um, HMO on steroids, co-living, talking about HMOs with us at least every six weeks as well. And Pete's got a variety of different investors. He deals with um, childcare and different mm. social needs for housing, standard investors that are looking at kind of standard flips. He's got uh, flip companies that help those type of people, but also he's really become a specialist in the kind of luxury and sort of premier level HMO. The guy that's now got thousand pound rooms let and property managed. So having him on as well is going to give everyone a little bit of an update on what we think is going to be a topical trend. So excited for 2024. Have a great New Year's at nine o'clock on whatever country you're celebrating with your little one. Enjoy your curry and 10 o'clock bedtime. I'll be right there with you. And we'll be back next year. Not in the same bed, though. (laughs) At bedtime. (laughs) That is an exclusive. We've we've got close over this year, you know. We've got close over this year. So anything goes. But no, from from us, you know, Mike, Andy, myself, thanks for everyone that listens. Uh, Thanks for the reviews that have been coming in recently. We really appreciate that. And uh, don't forget to comment. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.